When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello everyone. It's been a tough week, hasn't it, for the Blues. Real disappointment on Tuesday and then it's been... Pretty ropey ever since. Uh, reports about Frank Lampard calls for the owner and the board to go. And we've got a cup game against Manchester United of all teams and Old Trafford on Friday. Yeah. Of course, there'll be a lot of Blues there, hoping to see the team do the business. Um, but we've spoken a lot about th- this week here on the Blue Room. We spoke again earlier today. Uh, I spoke with Rob Vera and Alan Healy to get their views on what's transpired this week about the ownership, about the board, about Manchester United. And we also spoke about Frank Lampard and his future and what we think might come next after this game against Manchester United. Uh, here's a segment of that. Uh, if you want to hear this show in full, <clears throat> it's just over an hour long, uh, an hour and one second. Uh, it's over on the Blue Room Extra, patreon.com slash the Blue Room Extra. The link is in the description for this podcast if you want to click it and join. Uh, there's a lot going on at Everton at the moment, so I am sure you'll more than get your money's worth in terms of shows. It's patreon.com slash the Blue Room Extra if you want to hear this in full. In the meantime, hope you enjoy this segment and hopefully we'll see you over there. Well, I think it's less if they lose. I think it's more giving them a chance to kind of claim something back in terms of if the squad rally and show that they're fighting for him and get a result, even though it's not in the league, obviously there's no point at stake. And I think it would be enough for him to keep his job. But I think if they were to lose quite embarrassingly or quite limply, then it would be quite clear um, across the board that he's lost the support of the squad for whatever reason. Um, but my opinion of him has never changed, to be honest. Like, I mean, I, I like him as a person. I think he's committed to the club. He's genuinely bought into the club. He understands what the fans want, and he's trying to deliver that. Um, but even as I said in the summer, I remember speaking in this podcast after that famous game against Crystal Palace and saying, I'm slightly worried about next season still because they don't have any evidence from Lampard's coaching career that he's capable of building a team that's going to, you know, 
build from the back cohesively and play progressive football, play four at the back, not play, you know, route one back to basics defensive football. And I think what we've seen this season is that he's not being able to do that, quite frankly. And I know you've mentioned on Twitter, but the comments he made after the um the game last weekend, the Wolves game, about, you know, not blaming the fans necessarily, but definitely, you know, pointing a little bit of criticism towards them in terms of the way they got frustrated when I think it was Tarkovsky and Godfrey were just passing the ball back and forth um, in the 92nd minute, 93rd minute. Um, I think that was quite difficult to hear because I think the fans, if they had any re- remnants of support left for them, that was going to challenge that greatly, you know? So I think it's it's a natural thing, to be honest with you. I mean, I know there's a litany of other problems at the club in terms of the ownership, uh, directorial choices we've made over the past few seasons, signings we've made. But fundamentally, I don't think that Frank is getting the best out of the squad. I don't think he's shown himself to be uh, adept at pulling this team out of a relegation battle again without the goodwill of the fans. So, yeah, I think it's inevitable. We'll see what happens on Friday evening. Um, if they can beat United, it would be brilliant, obviously, if they could get through to the fourth rounds. But if they don't, I wouldn't be surprised to see him go. And I think it makes sense if they are making a change to wait until after that game because fundamentally the cup doesn't matter to us anymore. It's all about survival, all about beating relegation. So if we do lose that game, he leaves his job, we bring in somebody new. There's a bit of a break between that game and Southampton. It makes sense to kind of have a clean run at that. So so let's see. Yeah, for me, Rob, it feels the situation reminds me of... Uh, I don't know if you remember sort of like the last days of, of Marco Silva, but we were beaten 2-0 at home by Norwich in his penultimate game. And, and the game after that was a Merseyside derby in midweek, um, obviously under the lights at Anfield. And we lost 5-2 and he was stood on the sideline, taking all the flack from all the, the Liverpool supporters. And he was a dead man walking going into that game. And I think all the reports from a lot of rival journalists seem to indicate that you know, if he didn't win that match or get a positive result in that match, which Everton were never going to do, then he was going to get sacked um, the, the, the following day. And as it transpired, it did, and Duncan Ferguson came in, and we all know what, what happened next. Um, this just feels a little bit like that. You know, I think I think it was Paul Joyce who reported yesterday that Frank Lampard needs a positive result to keep his job in, in this, this situation. And I'm, I'm just sort of of the mindset of, if that if that thought is in their head, if, if they're going to go down that route, if, if they're pinning it all on an away game against Manchester United in the FA Cup, yeah, just do it now. Just just, just do it now and give somebody else the the chance to go to Old Trafford with the team having a bit of a spring in the step, something a little bit different to, to maybe give us a, a little bit more of a chance. Um, it just feels like Frank Lampard's going to be on the sidelines. He's going to sub- be subjected to another ropey performance, and we all kind of know what's going to happen after that. <laughs> Boy, um, yeah, I mean, we've been here before. Um, we we're so we're so used to this particular seasonal rhythm of Everton that involve at some point a breaking point with a manager, and then we inevitably get to the conversation about all right, uh, he's had the the oh shit moment uh game right I, I i'm not as good at recalling all of the particulars but i do remember the particular feeling of when you just sort of knew in your gut that it was the end for roberta martinez or for kuman or for marco silva etc and that's what we that's what um 
Brighton felt like for me was just when you when you concede the three goals in six minutes and then it becomes a question of not if but when and then to your point um is it is the win better to, to happen before United away versus you know to Alan's point you know do you do it now or you do it afterwards and then I mean the fact that you're even kind of setting up any sort of scenario where um if the team wins this game that that means he should get another game i mean if you're if you're thinking in such short term it's short term um little chunks of time uh in terms of assessing a manager then you're telling on yourself as a club that that you are at the point now where it's just sort of uh uh, a week-to-week proposition or a game-to-game proposition it's sort of like the idea that you don't want to live paycheck to paycheck is because if you do I mean some people have to but but you 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 ideally don't want to because then you can't make any sort of long-term plan or think in a strategic way about the way you want to manage your finances or your life or whatever and and Everton just seemed to be in this same rut all the time. And I I think going back to the conversations, Matt, you and I have had about, you know, the, the opinion I've had up until basically now that that I felt like Lampard should get more time has, has largely been for the reasons Alan has talked about, which is that um, unlike some of the previous managers we've had, I don't think it's an issue of getting the players to play hard. I think it's, I think most of the time, you know, outside of what we saw against Brighton, I mean, I I haven't sensed that this team is quitting, but that almost doesn't really matter. I mean, it matters, but this is, as I like to say, a bottom line business. Like, what if they, you know, if they don't play hard for you and you lose, then you know what you've got to do. But if they do play hard for you and you still lose, then it it almost doesn't matter the reasons why. It's just you're not getting the results. And I think we all know in our heart of hearts that this is uh, that that Frank Lampard, that we could have a better manager than Frank Lampard. But what I think we don't really know and only people can only speculate Uh, because we've been through this now so many times, is that if we had a better manager, would the results be significantly different given all of the other dynamics at play? And for me, that starts uh, with uh, the squad quality, which just simply isn't good enough. Um, And ultimately, that filters up to the owner himself. And, and, And really, you know, we may go on to talk about it. There's yet another... Uh, big signed letter. I know our podcast is on there too. I, I don't know how many times we can do the thing. Like uh, if you've ever seen a few good men, there was that, that scene where Demi, Demi Moore's character objects and the judge overrules. And then she comes back and says, well, no, I strenuously object. And then it's just like, and then afterwards, you know, Tom Cruise is like, you know, you object once to get it on the record. You object over again. You say you strenuously object, and then you just look, you're just embarrassing yourself. Like, and I'm not saying that efforts to communicate our discontent uh, are completely wasted. I just think that all these calls to like, again, get rid of Bill Kenwright, get rid of Denise Barrett Baxendale, which someone will still have to explain to me why that is really a big part of the problem. All of the buck stops with Mashiri. And until there is a change in ownership, um, 
they're really you can you can get rid of Frank Lampard, which I think is more about making a lot of quote us feel better. Um, you can even get rid of Kevin Felwell if you want, uh, you know, bring someone else in, whatever, if they're not empowered, uh, by an ownership group that, uh, refuses to empower them and they are not given the finances to spend, uh, like an ownership group ought to be able to do, then I, I don't know that any, any best case scenario of manager selection and, you know, kind of painting around the edges of this problem solves the problem. And so, um, we're now we're talking about well, when is the best to get rid of Lampard before United? Like those are small problems compared to the to the larger issue. And and you know, for right now, I can't make a great credible argument as to why Frank Lampard deserves to keep his job. It's nice that the players are playing for him, but I also think this just simply reveals that the players aren't good enough, and the players aren't good enough because of a variety of years long systemic issues with the club. And until Farhad Mashiri sells, which given that we had this whole conversation, or given that he was clearly entertaining bids this summer, um, I, I hope that there is some pathway towards that because frankly, until ownership changes, and even then we don't know what that will look like, but until it changes, then nothing is really, it's hard to make an argument for why anything will fundamentally change with a managerial switch or, you know, other switches around the p- periphery of the board and so on and so forth. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.